Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz. What? We're doing this again. What? Uh, For January the 12th, 2016, I'm Jake Marsing, Denver Broncos beat writer, reporter, uh, dude for 5280sportsnetwork.com. Ryan Green is here. More of a bro. More of a bro than a dude. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Jake, the Broncos blitzed us with news. Oh! So oh. we are off and running. We both have a birthday here in a few days, um, so I don't know why we're here and like not in Cabo or or something. Oh yeah, because we can't afford to go <laughs> yeah. to Cabo. Cabo. That's right. Um, no, Ryan, we, we have not done one of these in about 11 days. About 10 days it's been since we've done one of these? Right. I think, uh, I think that's fair. I think Broncos fans just needed a break after the season. I needed a, little, a break. I needed a break. And, uh, I mean, I know you're getting into Nuggets stuff. and Draft stuff. Draft more than, stuff. More than Nuggets stuff. So, so yeah, but uh, um, we have stuff to talk about. We do have a lot of things to talk about. Ryan and I are, of course, here in the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center, as we are just about every time we do this. Some plans may be in the works on how that doesn't happen and how we can maybe make the pod sound <laughs> a little bit better than it does. We're getting there. Uh, we're getting there slowly but surely. We've got a lot of big plans in the works during the Broncos offseason. But, Ryan, you, you mentioned a break. My break ended about thirty, about 48 hours ago, mm-hmm. I would say. When it started to become clear to me based on other people's reporting that Vance Joseph was clearly on his way to becoming the Broncos head coach, I started reaching out to people, kind of plugged myself in. The next thing you know, I'm kind of following the situation as it goes. And sure enough, we wind up here where today the Denver Broncos have introduced Vance Joseph, 44-year-old, former Colorado Buffalo, Bowling Green assistant, a San Francisco 49ers assistant, Cincinnati, Houston, Guy's been Miami, all over the place. Yeah. Miami, guy's been all over the place as their 16th head coach in franchise history to replace Gary Kubiak. I think the best thing we can do here, Ryan, is to start at the beginning, work our way forward, and then into mm-hmm. the future to end. So let's go back a few days to the coaching search, right? So we know that the Broncos interviewed three people. They interviewed Dave Tobe, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs special teams coordinator. They interviewed Kyle Shanahan, the Falcons offensive coordinator. And they interviewed Vance Joseph, the guy they ultimately hired. Right. Joseph was, according to people I've talked to, always the favorite until Saturday when Shanahan interviewed with the Broncos. Right. They were very impressed with Kyle Shanahan, and he closed the gap with Joseph pretty considerably. Ryan, this may have been a matter of timing. Right. Timing played a role here because Vance Joseph lost his playoff game on Saturday, and so he's available for the Broncos to pick up. Kyle Shanahan still hasn't played a playoff game yet. He could be not on the market for another three weeks. So timing plays a factor here, but uh, talking with some Broncos folks today and talking with some players yesterday, it's clear to me that what the Broncos think they have in Vance Joseph is, we've heard the phrase a million times over, a leader of men, right? How many times have we heard that that we can turn it into a cliche? In just the press conference? No, I'm talking generally, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, then a lot. A lot in the last few days. He's a leader of men. Uh, He is, and just kind of watching him today, I didn't talk with him really one-on-one, but just watching how he carried himself, how he talks to the media, how he deals with the media, which, believe it or not, can tell you a lot about a coach's mentality, Mm -hmm. how he talks to the press and how he handles that. He handled it about as not, he was really open. And when he could say something, he did. Uh, I think, Broncos fans are going to be really pleasantly surprised, at least in the way that Vance Joseph 
carries on the tra- the tradition of transparency that Gary Kubiak started with this organization. Uh, the other thing yeah. the Broncos think they have is a guy who can come in, keep the defense elite, delegate and fix the right. offensive issues, and then also address some of the leadership things that are going on in the locker room that we saw at the end of the season. And yeah. those were real um, with offense versus defense, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Joseph is going to come in here, put that to bed, and his message to players, which I thought was really great, was come to work. Yeah. Come to work. Let's hear Vance Joseph addressing his players, and then we'll get to your take on all this. As far as the uh, players here, okay, my philosophy is this, guys. Just come to work, okay? Just come to work. Um, obviously, our standard is to win championships, but we can't skip the work. We can't skip the season, right? No one's going to give you 10 wins, 12 wins, and put you in the playoffs. So it starts with work. We can't forget that, you know, and that's, that's, that's my goal, to come in and work, to make every, every meeting, every practice, every rep a winning performance. We do that, guys. It's going to happen. If we don't, it won't happen. Okay, so that's our first order of business is to come to work. So, yeah, um, I'll be honest. Uh, my initial reaction uh, to hearing Vance Joseph when he started his press conference was he's a little nervous. He was. You could tell. <laughs> he was he a was little nervous. He was stuttering. He was shaking and a little bit. I didn't know how that would play across Broncos country. I wasn't following on Twitter, um, but I couldn't imagine, you know, uh, I, I think – I, I'm going to give him every chance he gets. It sounded like even when they, when uh, their their first coaching search, uh, when they hired Gary Kubiak, it sounded like Vance was right there. He would have gotten the job he, had they not already decided on Gary. Right. Yeah. So um, I think they were impressed with Vance for the past couple years. Um, I have not seen a, a player or, or an ex-player, an ex-coach, someone that he's been with on another team say something bad about him. Um now, I mean, that it could just be, you know, PR stuff where you don't want to say anything bad about anyone in the NFL, but it seems genuine that players like him. Um, and he took time out of his presser to address the players in the front row, looked right at him, talked to him, uh, said, said what you said, you get ready to come to work. Um, and I think you're right. I think, I think, uh, what many people thought and what Broncos country probably, probably wanted was Shanahan or a guy like him where the offensive numbers followed. I think that's what the glaring issue is right now with Broncos fans is how do we fix the offense? And when you bring a guy in that was a defensive coordinator, sounds like he's not really going to be too much, you know, in depth in terms of play calling, even said he's not going to call the plays on defense. So as you bring in, like you said, a leader of men, a, an overseer, um, I don't know how really people are going to react to that. And honestly, I think it's going to take some time. I think uh, it's going to take even through training camp to really see how this guy coaches his players, what the attitude on the field will be. Um, but from what I heard and what I saw and what I have uh, you know, seen from, from reports, this is a potentially really good hire. And I think it may have been the safest bet. But I don't think that means it was the wrong bet. Let's talk for a minute about that notion you just mentioned with Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Before we move into some things about Joseph and who he is and what he is. And I said this on Twitter a couple of days ago. Throughout this process, I felt like Broncos fans who were really rooting hard for Kyle Shanahan. What they really wanted was Shanahan the offensive coordinator. 
I think they wanted the last name too. Yeah, that's a piece of it. Yeah, but they wanted they wanted the offensive coordinator. Right. Yes. They yeah. wanted the guy who could come in and fix their offense. Right. He'll fix the offense, and then Wade's already here. Let's just let him do that. Yeah. Thing. The reality is that, that being a head coach is a totally different skill set. And Gary Kubiak was a guy who possessed that skill set, but also possessed mm-hmm. the offensive mind, and he liked calling plays. Vance Joseph today f- came out and flat said, yeah, I don't really want to call defensive plays. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of want to be the head coach. Yeah. I want to lead this team, lead this organization, coach my coaches. Vance Joseph is going to be a lot more like John Fox than Gary Kubiak. Oh, now everyone's running now, from the hills. I know, but <laughs> let me clarify that statement in terms of style. Like, John Fox... Say what you will, but I think Vance Joseph, in a perfect world, John Elway will see him as a culmination of Kubiak and Fox, right? Mm -hmm. Fox, in terms of the CEO type, the guy who manages the team, manages the media, deals with all those obligations that a head coach has, and lets his coaches coach, Mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be key for this Broncos organization if they're going to be able to be successful under him. I was thoroughly impressed with Vance Joseph today, and he was a little nervous in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But it's clear that the moment that we played a second ago, that's the moment that stuck with me. Right. Was when he addressed his players. And he said, guys, this is a championship organization. We're going to embrace that, and we're going to come to work. That was for me. I was like, all right, somebody give me a helmet. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, That guy impressed me a lot in that moment. And I think his players players embraced that, too. I've texted a couple of players who... We're in that we're in that mm. little grouping, um, and we'll see. They haven't gotten back to me, but I expect to hear uh, a lot of very positive reviews mm-hmm. today. Um, that's a big piece of it, for sure. Uh, the other part I do want to address is how he definitely made a point of saying that this team isn't broken. This team is good. They, they said that over and over year, again. right? And he just wanted to make sure, like. He said, I'm stepping in the best situation. This is a, a team that was in the Super Bowl not even two years ago. Um, and so this this team is loaded with talent. That I, I, that means I, I, from what I took from that saying, is that he knows what he's getting into. He knows the talent he's getting into. So I don't think he's looking for a, a uh, I guess, get-to-know-you type of year. I think he wants to have a Gary Kubiak, let's make a Super Bowl run, we know what we've got type of year. Uh, we know the team we have. We know the talent we have. And I think hit by him saying that, I think he did have a little um, confidence boost to the players. Or maybe not a confidence boost, but at least a relaxant, possibly, to where, okay, he knows that he's not coming into a bad situation. We are talented. You know, let's, let's uh, see what he's got. I think the Broncos were really impressed, based on what I know and who I've talked to. They were impressed with his vision for the organization, his vision for how to... A, fix the offense as well, about what he wants on offense. He talked today about wanting an attacking offense, an offense that is built around attacking and and, and scoring points. You score points to win games, he said. I think Vance Joseph has a really firm grasp on what he wants to do, with maybe one exception, and that's the exception of the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Let's get into that a little bit, because I I continue to get you know, hit up on, on Twitter and, and other places about that. I think it's important for us to break down, in some extent, what's going on. I'm going to have a feature up, hopefully tonight, on the Wade Phillips situation specifically and what kind of I know and where I think that's going to wind up going. Um, so, but well, we can start there. We can get around to it eventually. You, you tell me what you think is better. Um, 
The Broncos right now are going to have two new coordinators, potentially three new coordinators. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a new offensive coordinator. They're going to have um, almost certainly a new defensive coordinator. A lot of things would have to happen if Wade is coming back. A lot of things. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I'll, I'll just be frank. I was told three weeks ago by a source that Wade is not coming back. Um, as uh, almost is it a mutual? month ago. Um, is there, or, or I, I guess can't, not mutual, I can't answer that question without okay. speculating a right. lot. Uh, I know that I was just told that that the organization that it's more organizational than it is on Wade. Like Wade would okay. like to come back, all right, and he said that. Cool. But it's more on the part of the organization than it is. And the why question is the tricky question. Mm-hmm. That's one that I don't think anybody can really nail down. And John Elway was asked about it, albeit indirectly mm. today. Vance Joseph was asked about Wade directly. And I don't think they gave... They kind of shut it down in the beginning. John's answer was, well, it's Joe's, It's Vance's staff, yeah. and, and, and we'll see where that goes. Um, what I know about the situation with Wade is this. Uh, Wade Phillips' contract expired on January the 10th. Mm-hmm. He is fully able to go interview with other organizations. He's a free agent. He's unemployed currently. Mm-hmm. I expect him to do that. I expect him to probably wind up in Los Angeles. Uh, with the Rams, not the new Los Angeles Superchargers. Uh, and I think he's going to be successful there. Man, that's a, that's a defense. With that defense. Yeah. Here's the other thing I know about it. I don't think the players think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, and I know that, that uh, and, and I'll let you finish, and sorry, but I, I, that, is, that is one part of the whole Wade situation that I was actually surprised about. Um, I was a little surprised about the fans. Well, actually, I wasn't surprised about the fans' reaction. Fans love Wade. Um, but I had always interpreted that the defensive players really liked Wade. And so when I had been hearing, you know, I heard Bradley Roby and TJ Ward today, um, I had... Uh, Sorry. You heard T.J. Ward today, sorry. Uh, yes, uh, T.J. Ward was in the building, uh, uh, heard his interviews, and it does. It sounds like, you know, we liked Wade, but we're going to be fine. And I think that's really what this attitude on this defense has been for the past two years, you know, uh, being an underdog, you know, saying that they couldn't do it. Uh, I think that they really like that. So if they, if, if people want to say, oh, what is this defense without Wade, I think you got 11 guys back there that say, well, all right, well, we'll show you that it wasn't just Wade. We liked Wade, but it wasn't just him. Yeah, I think I think you've got a really good point there. Um, and the guy that, that I hear from players, especially defensive guys, especially secondary guys, uh, is Joe Woods. I hear right. I hear about, like, the first name that was brought to me was mm-hmm. Joe Woods as a guy that the Broncos want to keep around and a guy that the Broncos players believe is in, is irreplaceable. They think Joe Woods is the key to that Broncos right. defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking the players think that. Wade has been the public face of the Broncos defense. He's been the, the guy drawing up defensive game plans, managing that defense. Mm-hmm. But Joe Woods has had a big hand in that, as has Bill Kolar. Um, right. And, and I think it's possible that both of those coaches wind up back here. I don't know if it's probable, but it's possible. I think out of anyone from last year's coaching staff, those two are probably on the defensive the side. Yeah, on the yeah. defensive side, yes. Eric Studisville, also a possibility, but we mm-hmm. find out today that Eric Studisville is in New York interviewing for an offensive coordinator job 
uh, out there with the Jets, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, so Studisville, hey, if, if Eric Studisville gets a job as an OC, he is well-deserved. Oh, absolutely. That, that guy has put in his time with the organization. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what he could do with the, with that Jets offense if he gets that gig. Um, but that's kind of, And Greg Knapp has also been a guy who's been mentioned to me as somebody who could stick around. Um, but that group, there's going to be a lot of turnover. On right. the staff, Reggie Herring, as well as the other defensive guy, the linebackers yes, yeah. Um But let's talk a little bit more about where the Broncos go from here. What steps are next uh, after hearing fans Joseph talk today? Uh, there, there are two things that the Broncos have to do now. They have to find their coordinators, like we're talking about. On the offensive side, it's going to be either a Bill Musgrave or Mike McCoy. Both were in the building today. In fact, I think those interviews are probably happening as we speak. I would agree. Um, yeah. Up and upstairs in the, in the building. Should we go? Should we go <laughs> snoop around? And a little knock. See if we can go knock on John's office door. Got a contract in there? Or? We can hop yeah. over the wall and then scale the building. We know which office John's is. <laughs> I, I do. Um, anyway, oh, yeah, no, I do. Because yeah. it's the one. Because during training camp, it comes yeah. out and watches. Um, yeah, that'd be a good quick way to never work in this business <laughs> again. Um, so Bill Musgrave or McCoy? McCoy is the favorite. But what's interesting to me, and it's important for people to kind of get this. Um, Bill Musgrave and Mike McCoy have never worked with Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know who they've worked with before? John Elway. John Elway. Um, Bill Musgrave was a coach here for a little while, and then he was backup a quarterback. quarterback wasn't he it? was a quarterback yeah. with, with Elway uh, in in the after Gary left. He was a 90s, backup for yeah. John. Um, Mike McCoy obviously worked here under John Elway as well as the offensive coordinator in the Tebow and then the first Manning season. That's that is really important for people to understand that that John Elway. That's the big takeaway that I've gotten from this entire organizational shift here. Is that John Elway is taking full, complete, and total control over this organization mm-hmm. from top to bottom. He'd had most con- most of the control over the organization before. Now he's got total control over the organization. It's his team. It is his it's team his from team. top to bottom, and that includes what happens on the field, which hadn't been the case before. Exactly. I think um, I think last year it was John and Gary. You know, John handled the football uh, business aspects, and Gary was out there with this the This year it was John, and as much as Gary as Gary could give, right. plus some, yes, plus that's some very other. True. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, in terms of, I guess, Gary being hired. Um, yeah. Now it's... Now it's John. Now it's John. And Vance, if you don't have John's thinking... Yep. It move out of the way. Joe Ellis even said it, and we can play that sound, but, you know, we'll, let's skip it and let's get out of here. But okay. Joe Ellis even said it in his little one-on-one today. He said, you know, the thing that I think impressed us most was that John and Vance had the same organizational thinking, had the same line of thinking. And you just said it, Ryan, that that is going to be the key to deciding who gets these jobs coming up and even potentially who gets selected here to come here as players. Right. What? How committed are you to John Elway's line of thinking? There had been some talk that John Elway maybe wasn't full bore into this job anymore because, you know, he's spending a lot of time in Los Angeles. Right. He's doing a lot of other things. The team was 9-7. and seven, Yeah. You know? But it is clear, based on the last couple of weeks, that John Elway is as committed to this as he has ever been. In fact, far more committed, I would say, than he has ever been. In the next few years of, uh, of the Denver Broncos and the, and the Vance Joseph hire, Really is going to be a critical point for uh, Gary Coop for the Broncos and uh, and John Elway. We we've talked about it since um, really since the season ended and even before. I know you were talking about it. 
With Manning gone now, this is really Elway's first chance to show what he can do as a GM. I think the the overall feeling was, yes, John Elway did get Peyton Manning here, but that's how the other free agents got here, and really that's how they were able to get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Um, and I think... I think John I, I think John Elway is an incredibly competitive person. And when he thinks that people are doubting him, he thinks that uh, people think that they got lucky in terms of the Super Bowl that they won because a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of lucky bounces happened uh, last year. Uh, I think Elway is that just makes him more committed and more focused and really wants to win again uh, and really get that uh, that you know, last year, not even being in the playoffs, just out of the way. Cause that's not winning. And John wants to win. Um, I think at the moment, I think Mike McCoy makes the most sense. I think that's the most attractive offer to Elway because he saw what he did adaptive or, or how he adapted the offense to Tim Tebow yet still had a productive offense with Peyton Manning. Uh, I think that's what Elway is looking for and what exactly what he wants for Paxton Lynch. I think that's exactly, you look at Musgrave and McCoy. McCoy has an adaptive offense that can fit anyone, and Musgrave has already um, gotten Derek Carr, uh, a guy coming out of college who had a bunch of talent but was still raw, and made him a, a very second round good, draft pick. Yeah. yeah, second exactly. So made him in an, into an MVP candidate. An MVP and somehow candidate. got fired. And so I think Elway is telling both McCoy and Musgrave in those meetings do the same with Paxton Lynch because I know he has the talent. Yeah, that's the other piece here. Paxton Lynch is going to be your quarterback. Yes. Um, I, I don't think it's any doubt at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they talk, Vance Joseph said today it's going to be an open competition. He he had a lot of very nice adjectives to, to talk about Trevor Simeon. Only, right. only used two to describe Paxton, which is big and strong. Uh, those are the only two adjectives. And Trevor was, you know, good feet, good arm. But truth be told, there's not a lot of tape on Paxton for coaches to really mm-hmm. do a smart eval. There could have been more tape, but, you know, that whole week seventeen. <laughs> I think let's, that's why there's new coaches. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's a piece of it. Yeah. Um, look, we're going to be here throughout. I, I expect us to be here again in the fairly new future when the Broncos introduce coordinators. Uh, I think there'll also be uh, some other. There'll be there'll be plenty more opportunities. Free agency will open up in March. Uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on it, though. I've got some some ideas for what we can do with this show. If you have ideas, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. He's at rgreen5280. Give us mm-hmm. your ideas, your thoughts, not just about what we can do with the show, but about the Broncos in general. We would love to bring your thoughts into the discussion, have you be a part of the program. We've yeah. got big plans. Uh, we're going to get started on a lot of them here very shortly. Uh, I've started my draft work. I already have my, my quarterbacks figured out in terms of the order. Oh. I'm, working, I'm moving on to, uh, to, to the defensive side of the ball now pretty awful draft class across the board but we'll talk about that at a later date uh right now i think we're gonna get out of here shortly but uh fun day out here good to be back out here again good to do this again for everybody 5280 sports network 5280 sportsnetwork.com he's ryan green he's jake marcy this is 5280 sn